This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 77. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, today, I don't necessarily say I would have a um, an agenda or something in particular. I think it's been pretty hectic across the board for, you know, thinking about you know, COVID and where people are at and the different challenges that are, are kind of faced. And also thinking about where sports are and the impact that that is going to have. Um, you know, when we look at the future right now, it's not looking great uh, for sports. And that is, that creates a lot of challenges. You know, in, in my area, so I live in Washington State. Um, and we are, we break it into phases so that our governor said it's so many phases, you know, phase four is basically no restrictions. And right now in my County, uh, we are in phase three, whereas there are several others around us that are in phase two and, and even some that are back to phase one and phase one is where we were from the beginning where everything is quarantined. Uh, and the majority of things are shut down and we can't run. And so we're at a, a point right now where trying to forecast and plan for the future makes things really challenging. And, um, and I hate saying for, at least for my purposes, not super, uh, optimistic right now that, uh, we know we were even going to get to get to back to doing floorball the rest of 2020. Um, you know, I had planned for doing stuff for the summer. Um, I had, I still feel like it was a solid plan. Um, the biggest challenge that I ran into was staffing. And so I have a day job. If you didn't know already, I run a, I work at a, at a university. Uh, I'm in charge of the campus rec programming, but because of all the crazy stuff that's happened, I'm also the assistant director for campus life. So focusing on summer orientation and are we bringing students back to campus and what does that look like, but also in conversations with athletics because I'm in that department and what does the fall look like? And then I have two small kids and a wife that and my, and both of them, all of them are, are in school. My wife teaches and my kids are going to be in school in the fall. And right now we're not really sure what that's going to look like. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges that are coming up and I'm not really sure, you know, what is the next step when we look at sports and, you know, we look at how can we engage and get kids involved in anything because we may or may not be able to do it. I still firmly believe that floorball is a great way to uh, not only stay active, but can meet a lot of the guidelines for social distancing, physical distancing, whichever you want to say, and still engage and still have fun and still build skills and do those things inside, outside, and, and always looking and will continue to look for uh, those opportunities to do that. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of unknown uh, in I know one of the biggest things is, you know, public schools, specifically elementary, uh, middle school and high schools, will they be going back in the fall? And what will that look like? Um, that's hard to say. And it's not looking like it's going to be an all day, every day kind of a thing right now. And because of that, when you try to forecast and say, let's be realistic here, are those schools who traditionally work with private entities, uh, specifically youth sports related to, 
run programs in their buildings after school, I'm honestly not feeling like that's going to be the case this year. And I'm one of those people because I run a regular Thursday night uh, floorball program. And there's just something where if the kids, if the schools are not open every day with kids in there, and there's concern about social distancing and keeping the facilities clean, I can't imagine that those same facilities are going to welcome and let other outside groups into the building. I'm hopeful that that's the case because I'd love to still run programming. I still firmly believe that with floorball, you can run an effective physical distancing type uh, program. But honestly, we may not have that choice. So how do we continue to evolve and engage people and get them aware when they don't even know what it is and they can't get their hands on it? And the last few months, I've spent trying to figure out how to do that. And I don't think there's an easy answer. I don't think there's uh, one solid answer to, to do that. I think, you know, you'll see a lot of people who say, I'm going to online, uh, online classes or online training or any of that other stuff. Well, that is, that's, that's all well and good. And, I, and I've been doing some of those videos and I, I did quite a bit of them, especially in early like March, April timeframes. But in reality, how many people are actually doing that? And because it's virtual, you lose a lot of the touch points that you get when you're working with kids and you're working with adults and you're having those conversations and you get to help them. And that's a huge problem that's, that's going to come up and continue to be there because it's not going away. So how do we engage and how do we grow? That, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. And I, and I think that's really hard to say because, you know, we've gone we've swung forward and back, you know, you've got groups around the country that are starting up and doing four wall programming. And then in their area, it shuts down, not because of them, but it just because of circumstance. So then they have to shut down again. And you kind of constantly play this, this pendulum game because you're focused on, um, you know, you have to be indoors. Now I would challenge those same programs that are actually running. If, if they're not running because the facility has closed, um, why not go outside? I see very few programs doing anything outside. And I think there's an opportunity for that. Now, obviously, when you talk about government entities and they're saying no to different things, we don't have much of a choice there. So there, there is that. But I do want to stress that floorball can be played anywhere, inside, outside, on any surface, so there are a lot of alternatives and opportunities when you look at what you can do. It just may take a little bit of creativity to do that. Um, and I think that that's where we're going to be at because no sport, no organization has a leg up on the other right now. Everybody is struggling and everybody is going through the same things. And frankly, a lot of these sports programs are going to go under. And I think it's... It's very unfortunate, to say the least. But again, I think that, you know, floorball does have a have a potential coming out of it at some point to be part of the conversation as far as engagement is concerned and development and costs and all those other things that are going to be part of it. And it is hard to say, like, hey, look at the opportunities. But we're always looking at the opportunities. Things are always coming and going. And, and I think a lot of it is focused on can you be prepared for the ability to step into that opportunity, whatever that looks like? Um, 
so I, I, I definitely think that we're we're going to be seeing a big paradigm shift in in sports. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like, and that's I think that's one of the things that I spend a lot of time trying to think about and plan. And the not being able to is really frustrating and stressful for me personally because I am a planner and I like to think things through and and plan ahead and, and just kind of have them the, the flow of everything because it just for me it makes my life a lot easier to, to, to be that way and then to be able to shift um, so I don't know it's it's gonna be crazy out there I hope that you know I love seeing that some programs are coming back optimistic about things like the world floorball championships in December um, but we don't know and I think I think there's that's going to be a challenge for some because you know is it an unfair advantage if you've got countries that have been able to prepare and play for months leading up to event whereas some countries have little to no time to do that um, what does that or how does that impact the level of play uh, if you want to talk about fairness and equality in, in some of that stuff that, that can come into play. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see kind of where a lot of this stuff comes in through the rest of the summer and into the fall. And, you know, we'll just have to continue to push forward and, and see what happens. So I hope wherever you are that you are healthy, that you are safe, you and your family are the same. And, you know, I hope that if there's a way that I can help grow or learn or, again, use this time to learn new skills. I've been doing it myself. Um, and things that I didn't do at the beginning of, of, you know, COVID when, you know, March time frame, I'm doing now on a fairly regular basis. It's evolved and changed what I'm doing and where I'm spending some focus and time on. And that's okay. I, I, so use this time if you haven't already to, to, to put some goals in place and to learn some new skills and you know, if you need help with any of that or, or you're interested in more information about floorball, please feel free to check out my website, www.floorballguru.com. Reach out to me on social media at floorballguru or send me an email, david at floorballguru.com. And more importantly, keep floorballing.